that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy game day to you here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Not the, spe- not the special intro today, Trevor? I'd like to keep you on your toes. I was waiting for it. I was excited. I, I couldn't wait to hear it again. Were you excited? You were just so excited? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, what a great episode of Saved by the Bell. Uh, I even had some. I even told some people, I said, hey, you all have to hear my new intro, people that maybe didn't listen to the show the last two days. Uh, and then they probably were tuning in today and didn't even get to hear it. Well, I like to blame the uh, slow driving traffic that took me an extra 40 minutes to get over the bridge where 71 and I guess it is uh, 264 m- mesh together that caused me to get here later than I planned because I wanted to do another op- new open for you today. But I've got the clips. I should have it ready for tomorrow. I was hoping to have it today. But let's blame the traffic people that don't know how to properly merge onto a bridge. Well, it's raining today, so you could have... Oh, yeah, the world's coming to an end, TJ. You could have guessed with all the rain. Uh, anyways, it should be a fun show today. It's it's game day, so obviously we're going to talk plenty about Kentucky and West Virginia. I'd like to hear what you've got to say about the game and your tweets at T. Walker Rivals. Uh, we're going to have Alex Forkner on of Cats Illustrated. He's up in Cleveland. Uh, we'll get his side of things on, on UK and uh, the vibe up there. I think they were getting some snow, which just sounds awful uh not that the weather down here in louisville is much better uh and it's we're going to preview the other sweet 16 games you've got notre dame wichita state which you a little surprised trevor to see that wichita state's a two-point favorite in that game uh yeah as a two as, as, as i would i would get a guess to pick them but a favorite yeah that is surprising especially for a seven seed against a three seed michigan state maybe not as much as a seven to their three because no one really believes in oklahoma outside of norman really but, yeah, Wichita does shock me a little bit. That, that surprises me uh, to, to see. I mean, it's the ACC champion, Notre Dame, ACC tournament champion, Notre Dame. And you've seen how good the ACC is, so you, you would think, although Notre Dame hasn't been overly impressive in the tournament, uh, Wichita State has looked, I guess, better than Notre Dame and certainly looked good in that Kansas game. Uh, so that they will tip off before the Kentucky game, UK, obviously. Uh, is also in Cleveland with those two teams, and, and they'll play, I guess, 30 minutes after that game comes to an end. And then the West region also in action tonight. So you'll have Wisconsin versus UNC, Arizona versus Xavier. Uh, Trevor, what game gets you most excited tonight? Which one are you most looking forward to? Uh, probably the one that we just spoke of as the surprising favorite in the uh, in the game, which is uh... – Notre Dame and Wichita, Wichita State. That's the game I think is going to be – I'm intrigued to see as much as anything, not only the game and the competition between the two teams, but who might be, and no disrespect to West Virginia in your beautiful pump-up video, but uh, probably I would like to see more likely who will be Kentucky's Elite Eight opponent by watching that game as much as anything. It, it, I'm glad you brought up that video. I was going to – I was going to bring that up a little bit later into the show. If you haven't seen it, West Virginia made a pump-up video about uh, about 90 seconds long, a minute, 30 seconds. Uh, That's how and, long they'll be in the game tonight. Yeah, well, I, well, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to talk more about the game. But the thing, if you're going to make a pump-up video, Trevor, don't you want your team to get – don't you want your fans to get more pumped up about your team and cool things they've done and cool, and cool plays and shots and games that they've won instead of – well, the only the first, highlight in the entire video was the 2010 game of West Virginia beating Kentucky. 
Well, they had that highlight, and it, it, when they didn't even really show much of that. No. Uh, but they had that, and then they had the illegal, which I would consider an illegal and debatably a dirty screen <laughs> that they used uh, in that Maryland game that knocked out Maryland's second best player for the for the duration for the majority of that second half. So that's the highlight you use, a debatably dirty play in your highlight video, and then in the first minute and fifteen seconds of a ninety second video. You, you talk about Kentucky. I, I'm, I'm tempted to have you play it. Um, I, I guess they don't really say a ton of words besides the video intros of people talking about how you, how good UK is. Do you notice the three ex, quote, experts that you sound bites from are Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, and Charles Barkley? Not exactly yeah. the most intelligent of college basketball experts. That uh, I noticed that as well. And uh, I, I, I don't watch a lot of Sports Center. I don't watch. A lot of ESPN, especially some of their daily shows, um, first take, I guess. Uh, did did somebody say, was it Stephen A. Smith that said something about Calipari o- almost left UK because he was being forced out? I'd, on- ha- I'd have to look it up. I don't watch those shows either. They annoy me. And, and for the reason of the two previous mentioned other, I like Barkley, but he's kind of similar to a Stephen A and, and and Skip when it comes to they just like to say over the top things that are shocking in one direction or the other and that's how they are so using those clips using clips from them and and when they say something outlandish really doesn't make me turn my head whatsoever again i haven't seen it but supposedly he said that John Calipari would have been fired if no final four last year uh, again i haven't i haven't heard the entire clip it's just the most <laughs> ridiculous ludicrous thing uh and that's the thing about some of these national media uh and i'm talking real national because you 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 can a guy that covers college basketball for cbs or nbc like rob doster they obviously know what they're they they know to an extent what they're talking about with kentucky uh a guy like pat 40 for the most part but you get a national person that covers everything like stephen a smith like a skip bayless who are two of the worst they don't. They they've watched probably a combined thirty minutes of Kentucky this season, and sadly, that's probably the most college basketball they've watched. And let's not forget Charles Barkley. Thought Cliff Alexander was having a good tournament. Did he actually say that? Yes. I, I did not. Uh, I didn't hear that. That's that's embarrassing. And a lot of people say, "Well, don't watch, don't watch CBS Sports Show a halftime show." to learn about sports because these are guys or to learn about college basketball or to get analysis or insight because these guys don't really know what they're talking about, but you watch it to be entertained, but you should at least have an idea. You should at least have a bit of an idea and and some exciting news, Trevor, I'll be, I'll be the color commentary guy on Louisville city FC's first soccer game on Saturday It'll be live streaming on YouTube, and I'm pretty excited about having the opportunity to do that. It's not a full-time thing, but I'm, I'm filling in on Saturday, and I'm excited about that. But a lot of people were asking me, do you know enough about soccer? Are you familiar enough with soccer to be able to do that, to call a game for 90 minutes uh, while the, you know, the, the duration of a game? And to be completely honest... I am probably a bit underqualified. Now, I, I know enough about soccer. I think I'll do a good job. I've already been doing some research, and I've been studying up 
on this Louisville City FC team, but there's a lot more people out there that know a lot about soccer, but I at least feel that I can provide some analysis, some insight, where you watch Charles Barkley, uh, you listen to Stephen A. Smith and, and Skip Bayless, either they're lying to you, with like the Cliff Alexander thing, like the John Calipari thing, or they just say stuff, again, throwing stuff on the wall and hoping that it sticks. You've got to have some background. You've got to be able to to know what you're talking about. I get that they're entertaining some of these guys, and I don't consider a, a lot of those guys entertaining at all, but you've also got to be able to provide some uh, analysis, some background. For, for, for the record, though, I do love Charles Barkley on Inside the NBA. He, he's he's great on the NBA, but it just it's not his – it's like asking me for dietary advice. I mean, it's just not what you want to – he's not the person you go to for college basketball. On the soccer thing, I think you'll do a great job. I saw you post that. I wanted to say congratulations. I was waiting for you to uh, bring it up first just in case. I don't know why, but I was. And I think you'll do a great job. I've been, the short time I've known you, you seem to know you know a lot more about soccer than I do. Well, I grew up a basketball first kid. I, I do have a question, though. Are you going that? to tease us with the version of your goal call? Can we get it like a t- can we get like a preview of that today in the tonight show or today show? No, you've got to you've got to wait for Saturday and hope that they oh, score. Come I've on. been thinking about who's going to do the goal call because we do have a play by play guy and a color guy, and I've kind of thought over some some of my favorite uh, people that do color on radio, and, and I don't know if I want to be quite as obnoxious as the Bengals guy. <laughs> and I think I think the Bengals guy is very entertaining to listen They're to. They're best when the Bengals are losing, actually. <laughs> I don't know the name. I don't know his name off the top of his head. But he he is obnoxious. But it's not a it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, and he'll I love how sometimes he'll just talk right over the play by play guy as a play is going on. So if you're a Bengals fan and you're listening on the radio and you want to know what's going on in the play, all of a sudden you'll just hear this louder voice be like, "No, no, get him, get him!" and <laughs> That's some. That, that, I don't know if I want to do that or not, or kind of be a little bit more relaxed in my own element and, and you know keep the blinders on. I haven't decided yet, Trevor. I guess we'll see. It depends on the mood that I'm in. All right, so you, so you're you're more de- determining whether you'll go with the neutral call or the homer call of the play-by-play announcer. Is what you're saying? Exactly. The Bengals are true homer callers, by the way. That, and, and like I said, it's almost more enjoyable when they're losing because they make fun of their own team so much. Here's the here's the the interesting thing about me calling the Louisville City FC game is one this is the first time this team has ever played a game Ooh. ever. Yeah, uh, you know, they, you're going to be the answer to a trivia question. It, well, <laughs> you're going to you're going to go on a trivia Wednesday one day, TJ, with your buddies. They're going to go, "Who was the first color commentator for Louisville FC soccer team?" And you're going to be like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, I got two thumbs. This guy." <laughs> for me to do that, I will have to get famous for something else. I, I'll maybe like you know, go on a rampage or be a psychopath and be like Louisville zone TJ Walker before troubled times <laughs> was a color commentator for Louisville city FC game, actually doing the first one Instead of behind uh, the that, music behind the mic. Exactly. Exactly. There'll, there'll have to be something else to get me famous for that to be a trivia question. I don't, I don't, uh, but this, it is exciting. It, it's their first game ever. It'll be my first game ever calling a game, which I've actually wanted to call games in the past. Uh, depending, you know, uh, uh, in the right situation. Um, obviously, I don't run too good for for much, but I wouldn't want to call like a, you know, a wimpy high school football game or something like that. But I thought this was a good opportunity. You could do like the uh, guy I mean, from the Florida Panthers, who uh, every time they score a goal, he yells a movie quote in in, in the hype of things. Like so as soon as a little uh, FC scores, you can be like, "Go meatloaf, mom, where's the meatloaf?" 
Yeah, I don't think I'll do that. Uh, but I do. Here's, I you know I've got to figure out what's going to be comfortable and what's going to work for in the game and again with the situation. But I don't want to be. You know, have you ever watched a, a live streaming game, Trevor, on uh, on YouTube or some other sites? Maybe like a high school game or uh, some low end college sport game, or maybe a bootleg version of something. I have, have not. You, sometimes they'll and, and I, you know, I'm not I'm not going to rip these people, but sometimes they'll get people to call the games, and you can tell they're just trying to force personality <laughs> on the radio. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be me, Trevor, and uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try to impersonate dick vitel or be that goofy or loud i'm gonna call the game the best i can try to provide some analysis some uh the atmosphere bring stuff onto the onto youtube for people watching the game so i i I hope i do a good job it'll be my first time but the good news is it's louisville city's first time playing so it'll be a learning process Uh, but i am excited about being able to to have the chance to do that hopefully they win it's a rivalry game too Hopefully they win, and hopefully they score a lot. If they score a lot, I think it's going to be a lot easier. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll have to see. <laughs> Captain Arctic says, "Come on, guys, we, enough. We have a Sweet Sixteen game. I guess that was a good <laughs> that was a good seventeen uh, minutes." I'll, I'll give him some funky comedia or something as the outro music, and he'll, he'll oh, make I, him happy. Before the show, what we're doing today, we're only doing pump up music for the game tonight. I've got uh, I've got I've got two number one. And I was gonna you know here's the thing, and I was gonna give uh, Hannah some Coldplay today too until you gave me that order to go pump up music. Some- it was going to be a Coldplay day. There's some pump-up music for... Uh, Coldplay? Uh, Coldplay has some exciting songs. Coldplay anyway. doesn't have anything that makes you excited, except to run to a razor, throw, no, jump into a tub no, with they, a plugged-in toaster. They have some... That's not true. You've got the wrong idea of Coldplay. They do have some songs that will get you relatively pumped up. That Hold on, but be, I, I want to get to one point that actually has to do with UK or Lexington, basketball-related, before we go to the commercial break, and then we come... Back, or I guess we've got a little bit. Uh, but anyways, we're, we're going to – Captain Arctic, I promise you, plenty of U.K., West Virginia today. And going on to that point, Brun DMC texted into the show uh, about Lexington police basically saying that they're going to threaten to arrest anybody if they light something on fire and making sure going door-to-door that there's no furniture outside, for, furniture and sheds, any of this, any of that. And if you all remember last year, I don't I don't know if I've told this story recently. I know we talked about it last year because it happened minutes before my show started. Uh, last year, cops went in our backyard and went through our shed and found a couch, asked if we planned on using that couch or keeping the couch. Uh, we actually weren't. We were going to throw it away, and they said they'd throw it away for us. And despite that, <laughs> debatably maybe not being legal, go roaming around in your backyard and searching through sheds and this and that. I actually didn't mind because they were doing us a favor getting that off our property. But supposedly they've been doing that in Lexington. They've just been searching around, making sure there's nothing that can catch on fire outside and posting notes on people's doors saying that if you do light something on fire, we will trace it back. We'll find the house that did it and somebody will be arrested. And certainly a fine would likely come with it too. Uh, Kentucky, West Virginia is a, are two places where you think of couches being lit on fire. Uh, That's another, another text into the show from Brun DMC, um, about some jokes that you're going to hear during the West Virginia, Kentucky game from people from non Kentucky or West Virginia fans. 
Thousands of fans, dozens of diplomas. Thousands of fans, millions of guns. Two teams, two family trees. Two states, two giant, giant trailer parks. UK, West Virginia, hide your sisters, hide your couches. So, and that's, you know, that's what you're going to probably be hearing. Any other, any other jokes out there, Trevor, that we're missing? Uh, no, that, that, that summed up a lot of stereotypes all in one joke right there. You kind of, you, you kind of took them all, a lot of them and wrapped them all up kind of all into one little pretty bow. You could also have something along the lines of the basketball players on the court will have, you know, 20 shoes, the same number of shoes worn in Kentucky and West Virginia. The, the shoe stereotype up in Columbus, Northern Ohio, when I would go visit at a younger age, I would get, oh, you're wearing shoes. <laughs> I'm thinking, what do, you, what do you think? Have you been to Louisville? I mean, it's, it's, it's nicer than your town I'm, I'm in right now. And for in, some reason, you all got a pro hockey team. <laughs> I don't get it either. I mean, everybody, it has to be an older one. It has to just be an older one, maybe from 80 to 100 years ago, that has kind of just stuck around. And also, what's who cares if you're not? <laughs> where I, I if I don't have to wear shoes, I'm not gonna wear shoes. I'd have to agree to that. <laughs> if I, if I trust me. I used to have these pair of sandals, and they finally gave way. But I would wear them all the time, even if it was ten degrees outside. As long as it wasn't snow, I would. And you know, I wasn't gonna be outside for more than thirty or forty minutes. If I had to walk to the car, or walk down the street, or do something, I wear my sandals. And if I if I would prefer to go bare feet, but. The shoe stereotype's outdated. The other ones, whatever, they're silly, and you are probably going to hear those on Twitter and Facebook, and I'm sure even Louisville fans will chime in with those. Uh, but guess what? There's been one basketball game that has been talked about all week, and it's not any other. It's it, it's not your game if you're not a fan of West West Virginia or Kentucky. That's the one that's been centered around, uh, has, has received loads of media attention. That's the one that everybody is talking about. We mentioned on the show yesterday there's a reason why you've heard so much buzz. Again, it's just a week. Um, I, I, I want to – it's just – there's not much – you know, it's a week. They've got to talk about something, and this is the game they key in on, mainly because Kentucky's 36-0, and but there's always the buzz around John Calipari, uh, and now there's the NBA buzz. I'm starting to think that the NBA buzz has – it's – I mean, I, I, I don't believe in, you know, I, I don't think there's a conspiracy theory behind this and that. But I do think this there's a this gets started around this time every year to possibly derail Kentucky. If not for this season, then maybe for next season. Maybe it has, it's when Rex Chapman uh, tweeted that Cal was going to the Lakers just minutes before the national title game. Yes, I do. Okay, really dumb thing for him to do. Here's the thing. He actually did hear that from somebody. Uh, he, he heard it from somebody, and he heard it somebody close to Calipari. I was about to ask and you, was that somebody working at, like, Home Depot? or? No, he, no, he, he, he heard it from a, a very good source, from what I've been told. And, again, I can't confirm this because Rex Chapman and I didn't have a chance to chat over it. But from what I've heard, a, a good source – Somebody that if you know they told it to me, I'd believe. Somebody told it to Rex Chapman just to kind of see what would happen and to see if 
you know, eventually it could maybe get John Calipari some some more money out of out of the whole ordeal. Not saying that John Calipari orchestrated it because I don't think he did. You're but making I, it sound like Cal leaked this purposely to a a pawn that is Rex Chapman. To I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. I, I really don't think Cal was behind it. But I, I've been told. I think he's devious enough. Devious enough to do that. But I've been told somebody close to Calipari wanted somebody with uh, a big voice, or uh, that uh, you know would be able to spread out the news. And could put out a rumor that without uh, re- reflecting on their own reputation after exactly, it may not come through. To kind of get people wondering and kind of get a buzz around it. And, you know, that if you think about it, it could be a genius idea by Cal. Because if, you know, if you're the Cavs and you're hearing, well, oh, no, he's going to go to the Lakers, well, then we got to sweeten this pot. So if Cal really decides he wants to go to the NBA, it could be a bidding war. And then if you're Kentucky and Mitch Barnhart, you go, oh, man, if Rex Chapman's saying this, Maybe we should be worried. Maybe we, we need to contact him and tell him, hey, well, you just name the price and we'll get it to you. And sure enough, there there was a new deal shortly after that. So will there be so, a new deal after this year? Uh, if he goes 40-0 and, and and wants to flirt with the NBA, he can get a new deal every year. And there, It's probably been three of his five years so far that he has gotten a new deal after the season. 2010, I know he did because my buddy James Pennington – was saying this is a da- this is kind of dangerous ground for Kentucky. If you're going to give him a raise after one year, he could be expecting that every year. And he was, and in hindsight, I, I my argument back then was they're not going to do that. But if they do, big deal. Sure enough, they really have done it. I still stand by the big deal. You pay him whatever he wants as long as he wants to be here and as long as he's winning, and he's been able to do that. But. I, I, somebody's these NBA rumors. They're 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 planted around this time of the season for a reason, and it could be to hurt UK this season. It could be to hurt UK on the recruiting trail, and again, even in some cases, we've seen maybe it's an inside job to get John Calipari a little bit more cash, which you couldn't blame him for. We're gonna head to commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna have Alex Forkner of CatsIllustrated.com. He's up in Cleveland. We're going to be talking about cats and mountaineers. I'm and going, to, going to give you a warning, TJ. Spotify and my computer is completely frozen for the last two minutes, so I don't have my music. I'm frozen for four minutes, trying not to cuss on the air with my mic on. What about? Frozen for four minutes, trying not to cuss on the air with my mic on. What about YouTube? I don't have my, my computer is frozen, TJ. Frozen completely? I'm looking at the same screen for the last like four minutes, yes. Can we go to? Can we even go to a commercial break yeah, when yes, you're frozen? Y- yes, we can go to commercial break. It's on a different computer. Without music? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, give, talk for thirty more seconds. I can talk for thirty more seconds. <laughs> Captain Arctic says it had no bearing on the outcome, but man, that killed all of our karma. All of BBN was unsettled. That whole UConn game. Now I don't really believe in karma. I, I don't excited. Okay, let's go to commercial break. Now, back to the sports talker. You don't know my name, do you? Yes, I do. What is it? It it rhymes with a female body part. What is it? T.J. Walker. Nova? Uh, uh, Gipple? On 1450, the sports buzz. Oh! Dolores! 
1450 the sports buzz still new intros i hope you're enjoying them uh i know i am so talking before we went to commercial break about uh rex chapman tweeting that before uk's national title game last year i uh, just uh, a silly move to do um, it has kind of made me wonder what nonsense i could tweet before a game to see if it could pick up legs uh, obviously i'd never do that but it would be interesting Brundy MC says to know (laughs) I need to know my audience and not talk soccer during March Madness. We probably did spend a little bit too much time on soccer, uh, but that's that's fine. And Trevor, who cares if you do? You've got like 200 followers. Wouldn't matter if you did it. True, but I do have some important people follow me. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar follows me. Oh, that's good for you. We're going to have Alex Fortner on here as soon as Trevor gets him on. And You have no idea how much I wanted to go out to the outside to smoke uh, with the frustration this computer caused me, but couldn't because I was trying to fix the computer. They don't let you smoke in the in the studio these days? No, I haven't, I haven't uh, coursed them uh, enough to let me do it. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you t- taking the break. Being able to do it. We've got Alex on the phone. Alex Forkner, catsillustrated.com. Alex, how are you? Doing good. Coming to you live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Are you actually there right now? Yes. I have found a quiet place where there's no rock and roll music playing, and I'm going to talk to you for a little bit. Well, I told you that if you were going to be there, or I didn't want you to call, I didn't want you to come on the show if you were, if you were busy doing things. No, we, I mean, we pretty much hit all the exhibits. We're cool. We've seen everything. The The rest of the guys are off in the gift shop right now. So, I was thinking at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I would think it'd be, re- I don't know how practical this is, Alex, but I think it'd be really cool if they had a room. And you obviously had to make reservations to do this and pay like 25 bucks or 30 bucks. But if they had a room kind of set up like an old hotel room and you just got to go in there and break everything like a rock star, do they have anything like that? Um, no, I think that's maybe coming next year. Um, but yeah, that that would be a that'd be a pricey, a pricey ticket to buy. It was it was pricey just to walk through it. So if you were going to go in and you know wreck stuff, I'm sure that that that's a premium price to pay there. I think that'd be pretty cool, and I I, I don't think it'd be as crazy as an idea. You could buy lamps and stupid things for like five or two dollars depending where you're at and you know probably take 20 minutes to get the room ready for the next customer uh, anyways but uh we'll talk more about the rock and roll hall of fame maybe off the air let's talk some <laughs> some some basketball it's march madness you're up there uh paint the scene for me yesterday at uk's open practice i know you all went out and got some dinner last night are there a lot of fans walking around town uh kind of tell me what's going on up there uh not a haven't seen a ton of fans yet i think uh probably since the game's so late tonight that uh, maybe maybe people were waiting to come up today. Uh, but, th- I mean, there was a good showing. I mean, obviously more Kentucky fans at Kentucky's open practice than, you know, any other team had had at theirs. Um, but, I, I mean, I'd expect a, a pretty good crowd. And we've seen there's quite a few fans here at the at the Hall of Fame. Uh, so it, it, we, we should get some fans in there tonight. And, um, you know, 
the open practice, there wasn't a whole lot going on. As you know, it's really more of an open shoot around, not really much of a practice. But um, they they look pretty good, and uh, the interviews, as as you guys probably have heard, were were entertaining. There's some some lively uh, trash talk going on. So so entertaining. Forty eight hours in Cleveland so far. Good. Uh, I'm glad that you all are having a good time, and it sounds like by tonight it's going to be a pretty rocking and rolling atmosphere. Uh, I get see it. what you did. Yeah, I, I did it. Uh, anyways, uh, th- what was your reaction to all this trash talk going on? I, I think everybody was probably a bit surprised to, to hear West Virginia say some of the quotes that they said, uh, but but what was your initial reaction to that? Did you think that was a smart move? Uh, I, you know, it's probably not a smart move to to get UK worked up, but on the flip side, if West Virginia is going to pull off this upset, they obviously have to be confident, Alex. Right, and you know, bringing up the the trash talk to the Kentucky players. I mean, Andrew Harrison in particular was. I mean, he just said, "Well, what what are they supposed to say that they're going to lose?" Which you know, no team would ever be like. I mean, Bruce Pearl would say that, but um, you know, they. I think being confident is smart, but being confident and you know brazen about it and predicting you know that Kentucky will be 36 and 1 after tomorrow or after tonight excuse me you said it yesterday um you know I wouldn't say that's the best strategy it hasn't you know poking the bear hasn't really worked for any team thus far this season um so I, I mean I think it'd be smart for West Virginia to be confident but to also sort of um you know kind of lay low and then just sort of you know spring your your pressure and your energy on Kentucky because I mean now Kentucky is fully you know fully awake for this one I'd say I certainly think that they've got gotten West Virginia's uh, they they've they realized that okay they're ready to play and I think that means Kentucky's going to be ready to play also uh, and Trevor says man you type loud uh, I really don't type loud and I try to purposely not type loud on the air. And I've been told that people can hear it, but I've got to be able to go through my pages and do my own things and, and be able to look up stuff during the show. So I apologize. It's not like I'm sitting here banging on my keyboard like that. It's it's very you, quiet you, type. You using a typewriter over there or what? Yeah, I've got I've got my you banging away on my, on your underwood. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Man, I love the reference. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we we talked to a guy that covers West Virginia for Rivals. Uh, Greg Medea yesterday. He's actually up in Cleveland. You should go say hi to him, Alex. He seems like a nice guy. But he, he, was talk- he was talking about how he was concerned about West Virginia being able to score inside on Kentucky's length uh, and Kentucky's size. Do you get the sense that West Virginia, and, and, and talking to John Calipari, maybe some of the players, uh, do you get the sense that West Virginia is going to have to hit a bunch of threes to even be in this game? Um, you know, that's, I mean, Calipari has said, you know, all this season that, um, you know, they don't want to get beat at the three-point line, and I think that will carry over into this game. But I think a larger concern is probably, you know, giving up too much on the offensive glass. I mean, West Virginia is fourth in offensive rebounding percentage in the nation, according to Ken Palm. Kentucky, as we know, gives up a lot of offensive rebounds, but doesn't give up a ton of second-chance points, I think, they they give up 11 plus uh, offensive rebounds per game this season, but just like 8.6 second chance points per game. So um, 
you know, I think West Virginia will struggle to score inside, but if they if they catch uh, Carl Towns, catch Willie Cauley Stein, Trey Lyles, uh, Jakari Johnson out of position and can get some easy buckets, I think that's something that Kentucky's going to have to look out for. Have you gotten to see uh, Devin Williams, his nice basketball goggles that he wears? Have you gotten to see those up close and personal yet? He doesn't wear those during interviews, does he? He actually uh, had them pushed up on his uh, on his forehead, you know, like sunglasses during interviews, and was wearing his regular glasses. It was a, it was a heck of a look. Did he really actually have those on? Yeah, yeah. He he had pushed them up. I guess to field questions, you don't really need your your rec specs on, but he pushed them up on his forehead, and you know, I think it's a sharp look personally. It did. Uh, if you were, if you, you know, you see, you see Rex Vex, you, you, you see headbands, you see sleeves. If there was one basketball fashion accessory to wear, what would you, what would you go with, Alex? Oh man, uh, I don't th- see. I don't think I could pull off Rex Vex. That's that's the trouble. I, I don't wear glasses, so I'm my face is not accustomed to that. And headband, <laughs> I can't do a headband. I'm 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 like new age LeBron, no headband. Um, <laughs> Oh man, I, I would maybe go. Um, you know what you, you rarely see these days is like a long sleeve tee, both both arms covered with long sleeves. I think I could pull that off. Long sleeve, like all the way down yeah. to your hands. Well, you that, know, like like shooters, almost like shooter sleeves on both arms. Well, uh, shooter sleeves and, and long sleeves are are different. Like John Wall wore John wore John Wall wore sleeves. Uh, If you mean like a long sleeve tee, you you don't see a ton of those. That's what you know. It's those are those maybe like unathletic guys generally wear those. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not saying like billowy sleeves under your tight jersey or anything. I'm saying look, it's it's a sleek look, but you know, it's like a like a. I mean, guys wear shooter shirts when they warm up, so something like that. I think R.J. Hunter of Georgia State wore a long sleeve shirt. Anyways, we we digress. Uh, <laughs> moving on, what does Kentucky have to do to lose this game? Because I, I, I keep running through the scenarios, and how confident I am that UK is going to win this game should concern UK fans because I've been wrong a lot lately, and I don't see a scenario UK loses. But Alex, tell me, uh, you've covered UK all season. What has to go wrong for Kentucky's season to end tonight? Well, I, I think they'd have to turn the ball over a ton, which they haven't done all season. I think, I mean, West Virginia is undefeated when they force 20-plus turnovers, but uh, I'd have to go back and make sure. But I, don't, I doubt Kentucky has turned the ball over 20 times at all this season. Um, Andrew Harrison hasn't turned the ball over in three games. Tyler Ulis is, is always uh, pretty pretty careful with the ball. Um, but, you know, it's it, crazy things happen in the tournament, and West Virginia could force some turnovers, get some fast break points, easy, easy buckets. Um, I think West Virginia will also have to hit a lot of threes. You know, hit ten plus threes uh, in the game, while uh, Devin Booker continues to shoot poorly. You know, Aaron Harrison doesn't get going. Kentucky'd have to, you know, shoot pretty poorly. Um, but you know, like you said, I, 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 I don't think. It could happen. I think Kentucky is is pretty juiced for this game, as Willie Cauley Stein said yesterday. And only the way Willie Cauley Stein can put something, dude, dudes is lit. 
So <laughs> I, I think I think they're going to come out and have energy and play. You know the type of game we're used to seeing them play against a, a big time opponent. I, I I agree with you, Alex. It, and I think it might be close for a little bit. West Virginia might have runs here and there, but I, I don't see a way that Kentucky. This I don't see a way this go, comes down to the wire. Uh, you know, it might be a nine or ten point game where West Virginia is a big shot away and a stop from really making things interesting, but. I, I, I tend to agree with you. You brought up Devin Booker, and there was a lot of talk on Twitter and other outlets yesterday that uh, he looked good in practice. He was hitting threes in the open practice. He was hitting shots, and, and John Calipari and some of the assistant coaches were really coaching him up, telling him to jump mm-hmm. more, get a little bit higher on his shots, get off the ground. Uh, tell me what you saw from his open practice, and, and do you get a feel that this slump is going to end for him? Because all the talk... And I all the talk, and I wrote a story about it last week before the Hampton game was, all right, he's going to turn it on. These are big games now, big atmospheres. He doesn't go missing in big games. Well, he didn't. He went missing in Louisville. So, based on what you saw yesterday and, and your gut, do you feel that he has a big weekend in Cleveland? Yeah, like you said during the open practice, he he didn't seem frustrated when he'd miss a shot. I mean, all the guys were missing shots occasionally, but. And and Calipari really was, you know, encouraging him and then, you know, making sure he, he was down when he catches the ball and, and gets gets his knees bent and, you know, gave him gave him some praise. I I mean I watched him for a few minutes and he had some stretches where he would make uh six or seven in a row, miss one and make, you know, a few more in a row. So you know, I don't know if he I'm I'm not gonna predict him to, you know, go out and splash, you know, five or six threes tonight, but I, I think I think he could make a couple, and I think that'd be huge uh, going forward for Kentucky because uh, you know how shooters are. If they, they see one or two go in, they, they really get going again. All right, Alex, we've never done this before on Sports Talker with T.J. Walker history, but I'm going to ask you five, five words, and you give me just one word to describe it, okay? Oh, okay, this sounds confusing, but I'll do my best. All right, well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it... John Calipari's attitude surrounding tonight's game. Mm, I will go uh, with. Uh, it's supposed to be bang bang, Alex. I will. I'll say relaxed. I mean, he seemed pretty relaxed yesterday, but you know, I, th- I think I think he knows his team is confident, and I think he's he's expecting a good performance tonight. Bob Huggins. Dress on the or what he wears on the sideline, his attire. Comfy. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Willie Cauley Stein plays what tonight? Fantastic. <laughs> Daxter Miles Jr. saying Kentucky will be thirty-six and one was. You there? Are you there? You cut out on yeah. me. Daxter Miles Jr. saying Kentucky will be thirty-six and one was blank. Mm, unadvisable would be my my <laughs> take on that. I like it. I like it. And blank comes out of Cleveland this weekend and moves on to Indianapolis. Mm, I gotta say Kentucky. All right, I think that's five. Uh, that, 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 
Oh, you, I liked it with the. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That that should be a that should be a daily thing. Maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll start doing that with with guests. You you went on a little bit about John Calipari, where I wanted one word answers. Uh, but besides God, that, I thought, I thought you did pretty well. Uh, we're we're talking with Alex Forkner of CapsIllustrated.com. Uh, get, we obviously know you think Kentucky's going to win tonight and also on Saturday. Give me two score predictions tonight, one for the UK-West Virginia game and then for the Notre Dame-Wichita State game, which, lucky for you covering the game, you've got a nice little appetizer before the Caps and Mountaineers because that's going to be that's one of the more fun games of, of this weekend is the Irish versus the Shockers. Right. I'm, I'm real excited to, to get to watch that game in person. should be fun. Um, I know a lot of people are picking Notre Dame, but I, I'm I'm leaning towards Wichita State. I think Wichita State wins uh, a pretty close game. I think they'll have to keep uh, keep it somewhat low scoring, keep uh, Notre Dame from hitting too many threes. So I'm going to say uh, Wichita State 64, uh, Notre Dame 60, and then I think Kentucky wins uh, relatively big tonight. I'll go uh, 70. 358 Kentucky. All right. Two two solid predictions. I think uh, Notre Dame, which I'll say will be a little higher scoring than 60s to low 60s, but Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're right. I don't I don't know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Alex Forkner live from Cleveland. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at a Forkner Rivals. I <laughs> And uh, Alex, when you see Brett, give him a nice punch on the arm for me uh, next time you're around him. Okay, I'll I'll go deliver that right now, TJ. I appreciate it. Thanks for much for joining us, and enjoy the uh, enjoy the game tonight. And hopefully, we'll get to get to talk to you next week and maybe preview a Final Four. Alex Forkner, enjoy the game. All right, take care, bud. See ya. And that's that's a command. I'm telling him go enjoy the game. Uh, Trevor, what's 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 the deal on your computer? How where where are we at right now? We are finally working again. Learn by the way, lesson learned: stay off the porn sites when you're at work. That's inappropriate, Trevor. That's inappropriate. That's what Jade Coffee here for the other show was saying when he was watching me look at him. <laughs> <laughs> we got a text in from Keller Football at K Barrett eighty five. He's telling me I need to start studying up for my play-by-play or my color commentary on Saturday, and he linked the Boom Goes the Dynamite article. Maybe I will do that. If Louisville City FC scores, maybe I'll just say Boom Goes the Dynamite. That's not always a good one. Yeah, I, I think I think you, I want I still think we should get a sample before before Saturday from you. You don't have to do it maybe today I'll, since I put you on the spot a little bit. I'll let you slide. But tomorrow's show, I, I want at least a little bit of a sample taste of what we will get from some play-by-play from T.J. Walker. Well, the, here's the thing is if I do it, I'm going to get a little nervous of how obnoxious and stupid it sounds, and then I won't do it on Saturday. I'll, I'll, I'll be, it'll be in the back of my mind. It won't be obnoxious. Where Saturday, it'll just be pure emotion because you know, I'm a Louisville City FC fan. I can actually, actually cheer for the team at work. I have never been able to do that, so I'll be super excited about that. Uh, what what time is the game? Have they announced the time yet? I'm assuming. Three o'clock. But we got to stop talking soccer or else everybody's going to tune out. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> If they didn't tune off already when they found out I was watching porn at work. We stop. Stop. This is a nice, clean show, Trevor. I'm sorry to dirty the minds of the, the nice, sports talkers. Nice, clean show. Uh, anyways, uh, good, good, interesting takes from, from Alex Forkner. I do 
I, 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 I don't know if it's going to be this game or Saturday's game if Kentucky wins, but I do think Devin Booker gets it going one game, at least one game. I, I think he'll do enough where Kentucky fans and the team and the coaches will, will say, okay, there he is, and, and maybe get him a little bit more excited for the Final Four if Kentucky makes it that far. And UK may need him to to get going against Notre Dame or Wichita State. And if Kentucky wins tonight, then we'll be able to talk about that. That more. was the question I was about to ask you, actually, was do they do they need him or in his outside shooting to get past the Elite Eight, regardless of who the opponent is? No, I, I think the end, again, we can talk more about it tomorrow. But no, I don't think they absolutely need him because all season I've been saying Kentucky doesn't need one player to have a big game in any game. When you've got a team that goes nine deep, that's just not the case. You don't have to have somebody step up. You don't have to have somebody have a huge game. So that holds true with Devin Booker, regardless of who they're playing. But if they play a Notre Dame or Wichita State, I would expect it to be a little higher scoring for there to be more open looks, especially from the perimeter. So if you could get a guy like Devin Booker to start knocking stuff down, it would give Kentucky a more likely chance maybe to blow out the opponent. Uh to be frank, to be conservative, to squeak by or, and get a narrow win. But I, I think right now, Devin Booker, you almost have to consider him a luxury for UK. That if he can hit shots, well, then Kentucky's going to roll. Now, I don't believe in a scenario where Kentucky can have everybody play well one night. Everybody keeps talking about, well, this team hasn't clicked because every you know you haven't had a game where all five guys, all six or seven guys – play really really good and I would say maybe the Kansas game but besides that it probably isn't going to happen because of what team does every player one through five ever play exceptionally well you can there's not a school in the country that can probably say oh yeah that was the game where yeah every starter on our team played their a game and our bench played their a game no it, it's not going to happen anywhere you might you might get four out of five you might get three out of five and for the most case especially in Kentucky's case with as talented as they are two out of five may be enough to get you to the final four Captain Arctic says, is, is this damn soccer game going to get going to cut into your viewing of the UK game Saturday? This was a reason this was part of the reason why I'm I'm doing the game is that it will not be. Uh if it had been, I would have told them thanks, but no thanks. Uh, I because if I you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go an Elite Eight game not being able to watch the UK game in its entirety. I've I, I write for a UK site and I do a radio show focused and centered around UK. And there's soccer. no way I'm gonna there's no in soccer. Exactly. Uh, we we need to add that into the title, something about soccer. But there's no way that I would I would miss some of that game. So the soccer game, three o'clock, should end around five o'clock. Uh, I might have to do some post game stuff. The earliest Kentucky would play Saturday if they were to win is last year. I looked it up. I think the Elite Eight game started at six ten and then eight forty five. You can almost guarantee that if Kentucky makes it to Saturday, they'll be the late game. Let, Better let, TV spot. TJ, they'll they'll let, likely play at 845. Let me ask you this. Is, if, if it's Kentucky versus whomever, whether it be Notre Dame, Wichita State, on Saturday, is that the primetime game over a Wisconsin-Arizona matchup, or does Arizona-Wisconsin get the primetime spot? Ooh, that's actually a good point. I, I, I forgot that they're synced up with the West, although I talked about it earlier. If it's Wisconsin-Arizona, especially with Arizona being on – actually, I think Arizona's on mountain time, but with the game being out on Pacific time – I could maybe 
Ah, man, that's tough, Trevor. I made a bet with somebody yesterday, uh, just a $10 bet, but a, a bet nonetheless that if it's Wisconsin-Arizona, they would get the prime time. And my, my reasoning was that UK is going to bring the ratings, whether they're in the front spot or the back spot, either way. And I agree with that. I agree with that logic, but I think you get more rate if it's if it's UK Wichita State. It won't matter. If Ooh, the storylines will be running thick like like the river. If it's if it's if it's UK Wichita State, they'll be the primetime game, even if it's Wisconsin Arizona. UK Wichita State is the even though Wisconsin Arizona won two teams that have been discussed for one seeds during the entire season. They uh, elite eight rematch. I mean, there's tons of storylines in that game. If it's UK Wichita State with two undefeated teams, there is no way they don't show that game in prime time. Oh, the, the half an hour storyline uh, that CBS will do about how Wichita State's season was ended last year. Now they have a chance in Kentucky. So it'll, it'll it'll be a uh, it'll be a PR uh, drill fest for 30 minutes going into that game. Oh, it, it certainly will. We need to head to commercial break. We're running behind. Uh, so we'll we'll take this break. We'll come back and talk more about that uh, and specifically more about tonight's game. Uh, my predictions, and, and again, I, I mentioned it yesterday, just so dumb of of West Virginia to, to talk the smack that they did. Stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. What is the most inspiring thing I ever said to you? Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Great, great Dwight Schrute quote. He later goes on to say that when he thinks about, when he thinks about doing something, he asks himself, would an idiot do that thing? And if the answer to that question is yes, he refuses to do that thing. It's actually pretty sound logic. Uh, and I'm right there with Dwight, where I, I kind of try to run through that that same philosophy. Do you wear a bracelet that says, what would Dwight do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, what would an idiot not do? More yeah. like. Um, it, I said earlier in the show that Arizona was on mountain time. Captain Arctic taught me a little something. And that's why I, I like the listeners as a sports talker so much. So when I had my brother on, and he's been on the show a few times, but when we had him on when he went to the Super Bowl and he talked about the experience and made us pretty much all jealous of not being able to go to the Super Bowl, he was on Mountain Time. And I was a little bit surprised because Arizona's pretty far out west, and for Mountain Time to to you know wrap around, I was a bit surprised. But here's the thing, is they don't have daylight savings. So in the winter, they're on Mountain Time. In the spring and summer, they're in Pacific time. So now they're currently in Pacific time. I thought, so, only, I thought only like Northern Indiana did that. I didn't realize that was Arizona as well. Now that he said that, I do I do remember it being like two states that actually participated in that. When I when I thought that it actually could be more now because people are getting really really bothered by uh, daylight saving time. But okay, that again it's has that nothing big a deal. To do. I, I still I still think. 
that Kentucky-Wichita State would be the sexier storyline, the sexier matchup, uh, even with Arizona-Wisconsin. Arizona-Wisconsin, to me, would be the much better game. If I had to buy a ticket to one of them and you take, you know, if you're your average, if not if you're your average fan, but if you're a big college basketball fan and, you know, you don't have ties to any four of those schools, then Arizona-Wisconsin would be the more exciting down-to-the-wire game. But TV storylines, undefeated UK versus Wichita State, which was undefeated last year until they lost UK. I mean, I don't have to tell you all. You already know them. That'd be crazy. And even I, Kentucky Notre Dame, the storyline of just them going for another win in an undefeated stretch is a storyline in itself. Yeah, the Notre Dame one isn't as good, but you're right. I mean, Kentucky's a storyline. They've been a storyline all season. Going back from the Bahamas trip. I mean, it's been a storyline season. So it's whoever they play. Trevor, they could play me, you, Yates, Captain Arctic. <laughs> and Brun DMC, and people talk about it. Now, Wisconsin-Arizona, other than being a one-versus-two, they have a storyline from, a, I mean, a rematch from last year as well. I mean, they, they, do. they have their and own storylines as to go with it. They do, and I, I mentioned that, and that was a hell of a game last year. Uh, Wisconsin was lucky to win that game, but but people don't really talk about it. Who who Everybody talks about Wisconsin versus Kentucky, a rematch, Wisconsin's out for revenge. But nobody talks about Arizona having that exact same storyline against Wisconsin in the Elite Eight in a game that's played just hours from Arizona's campus. Not a half-country flight like Wisconsin. Is the, so, which, I, which is ironic because Wisconsin is the one seed and Arizona is the two seed. I know. That's, that's why I said if I was Wisconsin, I'd be upset. Is there any chance that either of those teams go down tonight and what we're talking about right now is just a waste of time? Uh, I would, I guess North Carolina, I mean, there's they're such a, a weird thing because you know, if they have the talent, you just never know if they're going to put it together for the right game at the right time and all at the same time. So, I mean, yes, that could be a definite possibility. I'd be lined up. I said, I knew a lot about Xavier other than the storylines of, of it. It is Sean Miller's, you know, last stop before Arizona and he, the connections there. And they have Remy Abel, the former Eastern and IU kid. I don't know a lot about Xavier. So to say, I think they have a chance would be just a Skip Bayless like shot in a dark comment. Yeah, the, and Captain Arctic says that the Staples Center would be ninety percent Arizona fans, and I, 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 I figured it would be. Does Wisconsin well, not travel that much anyway? Do their fan base? They, they actually do travel. They do travel well, but to ask a, a fan base to travel across the country in a, a week's time when a championship isn't necessarily on the line is asking a lot. I mean, they were already halfway there if they went to Omaha. They could just keep going. Well, I wouldn't say that would be halfway there. Well, it's closer. Well, no, it's right because Wisconsin. I'm thinking of coming from Louisville, actually. More, more so anything. Wisconsin, well, I, I guess, say, to Omaha would be just going straight south almost. I'd still say Louisville is closer to Omaha than Omaha is to L.A. Well, yeah. L.A. is pretty far away. And also, Wisconsin fans, uh, Indy could be a road trip. You know, that could be a nice little six, seven-hour, eight-hour trip where you're going to spend money on that or are you going to spend money on a cross country flight to possibly see Wisconsin lose to either UNC or, or Arizona. So I don't think there's going to be a bunch of Wisconsin. Well, fans what else are you going to spend your money on? If you live in Wisconsin cheese, I mean, come on Packers, Packers tickets and DVDs not, of the 70s show. Hopefully they can get me some, uh, but Kentucky, West Virginia. And I'm just now seeing this on my timeline. And I thought this was interesting. 
More West Virginia players talking trash. Trash. Excuse me. Javon Carter says, Harrison Twins really playing Nintendo. I knew them boys were cheap. And then tweeted a picture of the 2010 team that said, we can tell you all about WVU. They beat our butts. Uh, but it says in other words than butts. What is with... This is going to be a satisfying win for Kentucky when it happens tonight. I mean, it's going to be a really, really satisfying win. And the bad news for UK is they're only going to have probably a day to enjoy it, maybe two nights to enjoy it. What's wrong with Nintendo, by the way? Nothing's wrong with Nintendo. Okay, if you I hate see. on Nintendo, then you are an idiot. Nintendo's the greatest. That's why I was anybody, trying to figure out the insult. I was like, what's wrong with Nintendo? Anybody listening out there, I can promise you, I can promise you my, my radio show that I will beat you in a marathon of Mario Kart, <laughs> which means you race every race, all 16 of them, and the way we do it is if you win, you get three points. If you come in second, you get two points. You come in third, you get one. I promise you my, my, my total will be higher than yours. Did you, now, I'm not, did you ever talk to of, Yates about how he has a Christmas uh, gathering with his friends every year where they play Mario Kart? Well, we would play Mario Kart in college every day, a day of, and I'm not joking, every day of our lives. Yeah. It was kind of depressing. <laughs> you would have thought that we were a bunch of fat losers that didn't have a social life. Uh, and we, you know, maybe we were losers, but we did have a social life. But we played that game all the time. I'm not good at a lot of N64 games. NBA hang time, I'm, I'm not great at. Super Smash Bros., which the UK team plays, I'm terrible at. Uh, I am really, really good at Blitz, but I wouldn't bet my job on a game. Mario Kart, I would. You had the There's steering nothing. wheel and did all, you knew all the tricks to the little bumps when you hit the hills to, to do the little bump up on the steering wheel to get to a little extra height. You knew all the, the little sneaky tricks in, uh, of the trade, right? I know all the shortcuts, all the secrets, yep. So for Carter, I mean, Carter talking smack to UK is one thing, but to, smock, to, to talk a little smack against N64 just shows me that he's not a smart person and doesn't have his priorities straight. Can you blame West Virginia for wanting to talk? I mean, if anything now, it is. Yes, I can blame them. Well, no, wait, here, but here's what, here's what I'm trying to say. If anything, are they trying to get in the heads of Kentucky? Not as much pump themselves up, but just try to get Kentucky riled up and aggravated to where they're playing outside their comfort zone in the game, in comfort zone in the game thinking we want to, these guys have been talking trash. We know they're not any good. Screw them. But they just get, it causes them to maybe not shoot the ball as well as they want to do. Do, do the things they want to do as sharply because they're more intrigued on wanting to blow out West Virginia than just beat West Virginia. Obviously, what they're doing is exactly what you said. They're trying to get in Kentucky's head. They're trying to get Kentucky maybe a little over-fired up uh, and get them playing out of their game. And, and this is what West Virginia wants. They want this game to start out, and they don't really care. As long as they don't get down big early, they don't really care what happens for a little bit. But they want to hit their run. They want to hit their stretch. And they want to get an eight-point lead. They want to get a six, eight-point lead. And they want to be able to go crazy. And get in the faces of UK guys on the way to their benches on timeouts. They want to slap their hands in their face. They want to have that moment where they can kind of say, we told you so, we're in this game, we're here to stay, and we're not going away. Because confidence, that's where upsets come from as the game goes on. And Cincinnati had it for a little bit. And they were pumped, and they were talking trash, and they were talking smack. And then the life slowly but surely got sucked out of them. And you didn't see a lot of 
trash talking with five, seven, eight minutes to go in that game. Confidence can only take you so far. Talent will have to take you the rest of the way. And Cincinnati clearly didn't have enough talent, and I don't think West Virginia does. But the longer you have confidence, the longer that you can play out of your element. So if they can just continue to be hyped, continue to play well, now what they can't afford is a stretch where Kentucky goes on a run. Because then West Virginia gets in a hole, and they've got to find a way to get that energy back to – find a way to start scoring on a team that that hasn't been scored on a lot this season, especially with West Virginia being a bad offensive team. And they know they're a bad offensive team. But I, I, I just don't think it was a smart move. I, if you're confident, then good. Be quietly confident. But don't pump up UK because they feed on that. They live on that. That's what they want. I think Abe agrees with you. And Abe's really excited about that. So, so that's what... That's what Kentucky, they're happy that that happened. Is this West Virginia more to try to piggyback on what Cincinnati thinks they uh, unveiled about Kentucky? I mean, as if it was some kind of mystery to try to play you know, dirty with them to try to get them out of their game. I mean, is that, is that suddenly like invented the wheel in some way? Yeah, a, a little bit, for sure. Uh, but I'll tell you what, all this trash talking, you know what this is actually going to do, and it's unfortunate. Cause Willie Cause Stein to dunk on someone's head very viciously? Well, that wouldn't be unfortunate. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but it, you're probably going to get a scenario where the refs are now going to call uh, ticky-tack fouls. Or call a quick technical for some kind of simple brush by like they did to Harrison in the uh, Cincinnati game. Exactly. You're, you're going to have ticky-tack fouls. You might see some stupid technicals. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't get to a point where West Virginia is looking to get in a fight and, and you know, maybe get a Kentucky player thrown out knowing that, Hey, if we lose a guy, not a big deal. If they lose a guy, well, maybe that's, you know, maybe that will be the spark we need. They, the, you know, they can't. The John Chaney coaching send the goon out there. Exactly. If you're West uh, Virginia, I mean, that's dirty pool and it's, it's, but I mean, you, this is winter go home. I mean, it's your, 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 it's your season on the line. I mean, as Dan Fouts once said, you know, in the water boy, you got, you can't hold anything back. It's uh, this is the end. I mean, if that's West Virginia, why it's dirty play? Do you? I mean, if that's what they have to do to win, do you hold it against them and look down, you know, down on them for trying to do whatever they have to do to win, even if it is dirty pool. Since they are clearly overmatched in talent wise. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I get that point of it. I just don't know if it's the. I don't think it's the smartest way to go about upsetting the team. I tell you one thing. I hope you don't have a very uh, early bedtime tonight, TJ. Because if this game starts late, the way West Virginia likes to foul, can, this game may go very long, a very long way with the way Kentucky gets to the foul line, mixed with them as many times as West Virginia likes to send teams to the foul line. That Buffalo West Virginia game went what seemed like four hours long. Well, it would it would help UK's chances to be able to knock down free throws, and it it is going to be a late game. Best case scenario for Kentucky fans is Wichita State and Notre Dame don't go into overtime or uh, they, they get in a foul fest, although they, they generally play pretty clean. So I don't think that that would happen, but you're right. It, it could be a late night for Kentucky fans. That's uh, one key to this game. I like is that it, the, what's been a, normally in a, a Achilles heel to any Cal team, whether it be at Kentucky Memphis or even UMass is this year's team doesn't shoot free throws as poorly as they is any Cal team has in the past. They shoot around what? 73% I think take 24 attempts almost a game. West Virginia sends teams to the line 25 to 26 times a game. If Kentucky knocks down free I mean, there's no chance West Virginia is in this game. If Kentucky knocks down 70-plus percent of their free throws. If Kentucky comes out and plays poorly from the free throw line, 
that's going to be one of the big advantages West Virginia has to sneak into an upset. I don't think UK would overall. I, you know, they might have some poor trips to the line. I just don't see them shooting under sixty percent for as a team if they're shooting into the twenty, you know, twenty or thirty free throws, which I'm sure they'll be shooting at least yeah. twenty. Clayby one sixteen says tic tac fouls would favor Kentucky, and that's that's right, it would. But I also think if this game was clean and they were running and playing up and down, I think that favor Kentucky too. And I'm not saying that if they do call tic-tac fouls, that's a bad thing. It's a bad thing for our entertainment, and it's a bad thing for people trying to get to bed at a decent hour. And it's probably a good thing for Kentucky. But if they also call it, if they you know don't call tic-tac fouls and the game is played cleanly, then UK would be able to run. Now, here's the thing is West Virginia is not going to let it happen that way. Either they're going to call fouls, or West Virginia is going to call, or West Virginia is going to foul, and they're not going to be called. It's one of two. It's not like West Virginia is suddenly going to play. Honest, you know, honestly, I don't think it's the right word, but uh, not not start slapping and hacking and doing all that stuff. It really does remind me of some Batino teams at Louisville, and that that's no disrespect to Louisville. But, but, it's, but Louisville it's, played it's, a physical style. It's a it's a physical Big East. Bobby Bobby Huggins teams are known for their physical play. It's the idea that they can't call fouls every time. You know, it's that notion that yeah, we're going to foul you ten times, and and they might call three or four. So if they call them, Kentucky's going to shoot free throws. If Kentucky shoots free throws, I think they hit them. Uh, this is what it comes down to for West Virginia. They before we even talk about any of this, Kentucky can turn the ball over. Kentucky can miss some shots from outside, but the only way this game is interesting is if West Virginia hits shots outside. By the way, That's I the, give give a hat tip to Alex Portner. He was correct on his stat. Kentucky has not had more than twenty uh, turnovers in one game this year. Their most it was eighteen, done twice. Interesting. That was against Louisville and Texas Arlington. Texas Arlington. Yeah, that, was, that didn't really affect the score of that game. Didn't really affect the score no, of the Louisville I, game, I guess, either, since they won every game they played. Uh, and the Louisville game, you know, that was a close, that was an eight point game, but, you know, that still wasn't a game that Kentucky likely was going to lose. Uh, so if West Virginia wants to play that, I, again, I, it, it makes me nervous how confident I am that Kentucky's going to win this game. Well, with that being said, then when, let's, let's skip them ahead. Let's move them on. Let's put UK in the Elite Eight. That, let's, let's talk about the Elite Eight. What matchup makes you more nervous? Is it a Wichita State team that you know wants revenge probably more than anything because you ended their perfect season last year? Or is it another Dame team that comes into it with kind of a, a similar – it reminds me a little bit of the, the Marquette-Dwayne Wade team that led by the one superstar. I'm not saying Jerry and Grant's as good as Dwayne Wade. They were three seed. Marquette was a three seed. They've got a do-it-all type player. They could they could pull off an upset. Which game makes you? Which opponent makes you more nervous? Well, here's and Trevor. We'll, we'll talk more about that Elite Eight game tomorrow. Oh, and, no. it, it, that, and that's not because I'm saying we can't look ahead of ourselves. Because, like I've said on the show before, that's the dumbest thing a fan can ever One say. One game at a time, TJ. One it, game at a time. No, yeah, I'm taking it forty games at a time. <laughs> it like you like it like a fan can't look ahead. Fan can look ahead to 2018 or 19 if he wants to. That has no effect on the team or the pre- or the present game. The reason I don't really want to talk about it right now is because I need some content for tomorrow. <laughs> I think the show's supposed to go a little bit longer. Uh, but I will say this. Kentucky fans, cheer for Wichita State. 
And, and I, I think Notre Dame wins, but cheer for Wichita State, and here's the reason why. Yes, they would have their revenge factor. Yes, you'd have all the storylines. The good news would be it would only be a day of storylines, not a week of storylines. Uh, so you wouldn't have to – it wouldn't get to sit in the player's head for that long. But here's the reason you, you cheer for Wichita State. They've basically got two players that can score, two guards, uh, and, and they would get their points against UK, I'm sure. Van Vliet and, and Baker, they'd be able to score. But they have nothing inside. Nothing at all. And Notre Dame doesn't have a lot, but they have a little bit more. Kentucky would dominate the paint. They'd dominate the rebounds. They'd get offensive rebounds. Wichita State would have to play a style where they just gave up threes to UK. And UK would probably take them, and, and they'd probably hit them. But another reason, not just because I think Notre Dame's better than Wichita State and, and Kentucky would match up better with, with Wichita State than Notre Dame, Another reason is, yeah, there's a big storyline there for Wichita State, but you don't think Kentucky would know that? All but four players were in that game against Wichita State. They would know the the edge that Wichita State was going to come out with. They would know that they're hungry, that they're fiery. And as we've seen time after time, what does Kentucky do in big games? Dominate. They get pumped. They get excited. They get jazzed. They're ready to go. As Willie Cauley-Stein said, and then Alex Fortner, they get a little bit juiced. So I, I think that would be better for Kentucky. And that's why UK fans should cheer on Wichita State. I hope I didn't take away your whole uh, opening segment for tomorrow with that question. There goes my segment. I don't. I can't. There goes my segment. There goes my, there goes my show. We'll just replay this segment tomorrow. Well, I'll just. I've record. I'm recording. So we'll just. We'll just replay it and like. Well, let's go back to yesterday where I just told what I was going to say today. We'll just replay it. Or we can talk soccer. We'll let Captain Arctic choose. Speaking of soccer, Yates tweeted into the show and said, how would you describe your uh, football play-by-play style? Gus Johnson or, <laughs> or or the Drake, the British guy? I like how he referred to it as football, not, not it's saying not soccer. Drake, it, it, I, I'm not going to be either. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be TJ. I want. I'd like to see a mix of like a Gus Johnson and uh, maybe an old school Dick Vitale blend. I can see that. You know, one player that people haven't been talking about in this Kentucky game. On which it, side? It is, Do I have, did, is, no, no. One player people haven't been talking about for Kentucky's. Nobody's really made much of Carl Anthony Towns, and I I think he can block a lot of shots and play some good defense. Aaron Harrison just tweeted out the crying emoji, so you know he's seeing this stuff on Twitter. It's just so dumb to do that. I don't know. Oh, speaking of, I don't speaking know why of soccer, people wouldn't mention Towns. By the way, he is the, the most impactful player for Kentucky, in my opinion, and the best player on the court between both teams. Speaking of soccer, they they un, uh, they have the jersey. They're showing the jerseys for Louisville City today, and I like them. The homes are purple, or I don't know if it will be homes or one's purple, one white. They'll wear one at home and one on the road. They're very clean. They're simple. I like them. They're, I see that they look good. Player. Uh, but I, I don't know if this is the best matchup for Carl Anthony Towns tonight. I think I, I don't know. I say that and watch him have a huge game. Nobody's really talking about him too much. I also don't know if it's the best matchup for Dakari Johnson. Uh, so that would mean Willie would have to obviously have a big game. But Carl Anthony Towns has been so dominant lately that even when it might not be the most the best matchup that fits his style of play, he still he still adjusts. He still makes do. So I I, I think that would be. Uh, a game that's going to be 
a lot of fouls, physical, and up and down. All those things. You can't really have a game that does all that, you know? But that's, that's kind of how West Virginia makes out their style of play to be. But you can play fast and still not allow a team to, to score or get in transition offensively. You, you can play fast on your end while still play slow on defense. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. It's not, it's not guess, easy to do, but it's possible. I guess it is. Just nobody's really been talking a lot about Carl Anthony Towns in this game, which makes me either think he won't have a great game or he'll have a really big game. Uh, we'll see. But he's been on a tear lately. Captain Arctic says, did you see Ashley's video from this morning? I did not. Um, I did not. And I like Ashley Judd, and she's very well-spoken. She's very smart. She doesn't seem to age. <laughs> but I've, I, I've already got a little Ashley Judd fatigue. Uh, again, I don't have a problem with her. I, she can be a U.K. fan all she wants. She can be a vocal U.K. fan. It just seems she's in the news a lot more this year than normal. She normally is in the news. Around this somebody who hasn't made a movie for 10 years. I think she has made a movie, or she's made TV shows, or she's done something. I thought the last movie she did was Double Jeopardy. But she got she got a lot of she got a lot of flack for her saying that Arkansas played dirty or something like that and received threats on Twitter and there she said she was going to press charges against those people uh, but she's been in the news a lot I don't know what video Captain Arctic is talking about maybe, maybe it's predict- me being a Louisville fan but she just annoys the hell out of me I don't know maybe it's just a Louisville fan of me coming out way too much. Some UK fans agree with Dean. I, I like how you tell me to wrap it up and then you start talking. Prediction, <laughs> prediction for tonight, Kentucky wins 68-52. to 52. West Virginia went about this the wrong way. They weren't going to win regardless, but I think you, you made Kentucky a little mad in the process. Enjoy the game. I think they end up playing Notre Dame on Saturday, but you should root for Wichita State. You know what my prediction? You don't we'll care? Be, what, what's your prediction? You just ask Gage. You don't ask me. Okay, now I see how it is. I, I get, I get what's it. your prediction? I'm going UK 71, uh, West Virginia 55. All right, thanks, Trevor. Great prediction. Not far off from mine. Uh, we'll, we'll hope, hopefully UK season doesn't end tonight and we can talk about an Elite Eight game tomorrow. Uh, that's kind of ending on a downer. We'll see you then. 1450 The Sports Bus.